welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. In this podcast, we'll be having discussions around the secrets which attract lasting, healthy, fulfilling relationships, creating a healthy mindset, and what women should know and understand about men. Introducing your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts, relationship expert, trainer, speaker, and best-selling author of the Cupid's Bow Technique. Lynn's mission is to have a positive impact in reducing divorce, domestic violence, and suicide. Welcome to the Hearts Entwined podcast. This is your host, Lynn Smith, the Queen of Hearts. And today, listeners, I'm excited to say that I've got another guy on the podcast. It's always wonderful to get the masculine perspective. This time I've got Branch. Is it Isoli or Asol? How do you pronounce your surname? Isole. Isole, I love that. <laughs> Sounds quite Spanish, in fact. <laughs> uh, well, actually, its derivation is both French and Italian. In French, it means uh, solo or alone. And in Italian, it means island, like a single island, small isle. Love it. Okay, well, it's, it's a new surname that I've come across. So I like to, you know, investigate how it's pronounced and where it comes from. So thank you for sharing that. On today's podcast, um, we're going to be talking about um, is your man verbally abusive or combative in terms of how that comes across? And before we get stuck into that branch, I'd just like you to tell the audience a little bit about yourself and what's led you to becoming and doing what you're doing now. Sure, Lynn. Thanks so much for having me. I've been looking forward to our time together. Uh, I grew up in the 50s and 60s as a military child, so I traveled quite a bit, uh, you know, in my formative years. After college, I went into the corporate world in sales and marketing. And after that experience, I was a small business entrepreneur for a couple of decades. And out of that, uh, and a desire to go back to school and get a second degree, I started writing and I've been uh, writing and publishing books for the last 25 years. Wow. <laughs> Love it. So what's, what, what is it about the area of um, men being verbally abusive and combative that you can share with our audience today? That, because I'm sure that lots of women out there and men obviously that have been on the receiving end of somebody that's quite verbally abusive and combative and never really had the tools or techniques or insights as to why that's happening and how to resolve it. Yes, this, you know, this is a, a massive problem all throughout the world. Um, men and women obviously are different in not only their physical makeup, but as well in their emotional and their psychological makeup. So we, we see things differently, uh, we interact differently and our perception is different. And as you and I were talking before, you know, a lot of times we miss that. We think that, well, we're all the same. And, and the fact is we're not. And in a lot of relationships, you know, we hit rough spots and, and times that are tough. And how we respond in that moment and what that moment looked like often, you know, tells the health of our, of our relationship. And, you know, in his benevolence, God gave us a human brain with the ability to process information literally at the speed of thought. Uh, let me give you an example for a moment, Lynn. I want you to think about 
the first person that you had contact with today, either in person or electronically. Now I want you to think about your high school graduation. Hmm. Now think about a pet name that you had, a pet name that you had for you know one of your pets or that someone important in your life had a pet name. You know, what you've just proved to yourself is that you can change the focus of your thoughts just by changing that thought direction, right? And we all have this ability. We go through our daily lives, engaged with people, engaged in situations, and our mind is this constant, you know, movement forward of one thought to the next thought to the next thought. And we don't really think about it that way, but we are changing thoughts just you know, by changing thoughts, we're, we're changing the focus of what our thinking is about. Now, the Lord, in his wisdom, knew that we were going to make mistakes and sort of make messes of our lives. And for that reason, not only did he give us the power of thought, he also made it so that we can only focus on one thought at a time. We can only concentrate on one thought. Now, we can multitask, right? We can be in conversation. We can be driving. We can be thinking about something other than our driving. But whatever our mental focus is, that's what we're thinking about at that moment, even if we're doing something else. And, you know, we ask, well, why is this important that we only can focus on one thought at a time, even though we can change thoughts, change thoughts literally instantly? The importance is... Every time we're tempted or every time we're tested or challenged, and as we're talking about the situation between partners, you know, under stress, under pressure, we know that we can change the direction of our thought just by giving it that energy. And so life is about relationships. And with those relationships, you know, comes stress and struggle, pressure and conflict. And the question is not if people want better relationships, of course they do. The question is, am I willing to change how I respond in order to keep or have a better relationship? And that becomes the, you know, what the focus of the thought is. So if, if we're in a re relationship where the one partner's abusive to the other partner, that partner is behaving in a manner that's tied to old pattern behaviors. And what we have to do is change the pattern of the behavior by changing our mental focus. And, you know, there's some exercises we can, we can uh, key on to show how that can happen. But that's the primary goal is if I'm behaving abusively, if I'm not coming from my highest loving self, then how can I change that? And we have to change the thought first. You know, if we change our thoughts, then we can change our actions. If we change our actions, then we can change consequences. And when we change the consequences, we alter or change our habits. And once we've changed our habits, it changes our character. 
And once we change our character, we have the ability to change our destiny. And that's what a lot of people in relationships, especially troubled or problem relationships, fail to understand is they need to change their destiny, you know, but it starts way back beyond, please forgive me for what I just did to you or what I just said to you, and let's move on. That's sort of the male perspective is I've done something that's harmed you. Uh, when I'm confronted with that, I ask for your forgiveness, and then I immediately want to make, make it like everything is okay now that I've asked and we can move on. And that misses the whole point of correcting the situation at its base. Absolutely, 100% agree. And, you, you know, one small change can lead, you know, like we discussed off air, to big results. Um, and I'd like to sort of liken this to the analogy if um, you're a pilot and you, you're traveling from one destination to another, even if you go one degree off course, you're going to end up in a totally different place. So it, it just starts with one small step, doesn't it, really? That's all it takes. It, it's, you know, let me give you another example since we just started talking about that change and why it's important. Uh, let's say that you and your partner are going to a family affair or some special event, right? And on the way there, the issue comes up. And by the time you get to the event, one or both of you are frustrated, you know, confused, angry. Your emotions have been kicked back into gear about that issue that keeps coming up in the relationship that you haven't been able to solve. So what happens at the party, right? One or both of you possibly uh, might drink too much to excess or flirt with someone or do something that's embarrassing or shameful. And we have to ask ourselves, why is that behavior coming out? You know, is it to prove a point to your partner? Is it to get back at them for some reason? And, you know, our responses reflect our relationship health. Um, you, you know, when people say, am I willing to change? The answer sadly, in, in many cases is yes, but they really mean no. And we have to ask why. And that's because change threatens our old pattern behavior. And this is especially true again with men. You know, a lot of men will say, well, that's the way I've always been seriously that's the way you've always been that's the way you behaved when you were dating that's the way you behaved or reacted when you were courting you know I don't think so but we have this tendency to fall back into this old pattern behavior that you know is from our perspective and benefits my point of view at the expense of the detriment of my partner and unless we can correct that you know, we're not going to make any progress. We're not going to have any growth. And the relationship is going to continue to struggle. So we've got to get back to the beginning. Um, there's an exercise that I share with people that I work with. Because the easiest behavior to learn and practice is a new response. So I tell my, my people that I'm working with, the next time you're going to respond to your partner, I want you to stop. I want you to pause and I want you to say to yourself, don't demean or 
respond respectfully. And what this does, it allows you to change that thought process where you want to go to that automatic old pattern response. It allows you to stop just like we just changed the focus of our thoughts a few moments ago. And you can redefine, reinvent, or mentally replace that old pattern response. I've always been this way. You know, that's just an excuse that I use. But I can change it to a new response so that I eliminate that negativity. And this is important because once we start changing our response and changing our outcomes, we can change our future. And this is one thing that, you know, women who are in this abusive situation or this unhealthy situation, you know, if you want to change it, you've got to take the action. You know, men, as much as they say they want to be in control, a lot of times they really don't. They want support. They want that female perspective. They may not want to admit it, but they need it. And you need, as the female in the, in the relationship, you need to be proactive. You need to say, I support you, but I can't you know, go down this road again. When we use our old pattern behaviors, our old pattern responses, nothing changes. And that's what we're trying to do is make that change so we can start fresh. So start with the thought pattern. You know, don't go to that negative place right away. Respect your partner and then try to say something positive that will reinforce that new response. Absolutely. And I think it's wonderful that you're, you're, you're saying this because um, I can relate. You know, I've been in relationships where I've had... Um, uh, a verbally combative partner and uh, even if I've not responded at all even if I walked into another room I've been followed into that room and it just felt like you know no matter what he wants an argument and <laughs> he's going to keep pushing it pushing and pushing even if I don't say anything um, to, to actually get some sort of response to try and get some sort of argument going and I've never understood you know um, how to um, resolve it when I've been in that situation, because I've not reacted myself and, and um, dragged myself down to his level by being argumentative back, you know, I've walked away. And yet still, you know, <laughs> I feel as though the, the hornet's nest is, is, is wanting to be stirred some more. Well, we, we all come from dysfunctional backgrounds. Um, that's just the truth of, of life you know, especially in this day and age, we carry a lot of baggage with us and we change relationships um, occasionally, frequently, you know, whatever the situation may be. But when we change too many times, again, specifically for men, they carry that old baggage with them into the new relationship and they use that excuse, well, it's just the way I am, you know. You knew I was this way when we got together. Well, the truth, again, is you didn't act this way when we were dating. And you didn't act this way when we got serious, you know. So a lot of times, I think, women, you have to stop and you have to put your hands up. And, you know, you have to stop them. You say, pause for a moment and think about what you're saying. And you didn't used to talk to me like this. You know, where's the person that I fell in love with and committed to? That's the person that I want to be with. 
And we need to change that behavior. You know, we just have to be strong. We have to be honest and we have to admit the truth. And then, you know, if, if he won't or, or can't or doesn't want to go there, that takes us to a whole nother place, you know, that we have to address somehow. But I'm talking about the, the things that we can do in a relationship easily, you know, without professional help. We can change our thoughts and go from that negative place, but it has to be an agreed upon thing between the partners. Uh, you've got to get out of unhealthy relationships one way or the other. And I try to help people do it, you know, at the base root of let's change our thought process. Let's look for new responses and then let's talk about the situation. We've got to diffuse it. And you're right, uh, Lynn, you know, a lot of men just won't go to that place and they want to pick a fight and they want to show whatever it is they think they need to show that bolsters and boosts their self-image. Well, that's a whole different subject, but you've got to do your best to calm the situation and get them to change their thought process. We know that we can do that. We just proved it to ourselves. We can change our thought just by changing the direction and the focus. It's sort of like sex, right? Sex is always mental first before it ever becomes physical. Mm. It's flirtatious, it's innuendo, it's all mental processing before it becomes uh, you know, an action process. So get back to the thought process part and change those thoughts to positive reinforced thoughts. And if you can do that, it, it takes time. It's a step-by-step process, just like everything else you know, in life that we learn, when you learn to drive, you didn't get behind the wheel and speed down the, the road. You know, you had to get basics and the mechanics down of what driving was like. It's the same thing with relationships. You've got to get the basics down step by step and build upon those steps. It, it sounds easy. It's not always easy, but it takes concerted effort and it takes time. And if both partners are willing to do it, that's the key. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, you know, women do stay in those relationships because they do genuinely love their men. And um, probably 90% of the time, you know, the relationship is good. And then, the, you know, just every now and again, bam, you know, the, the, he's, he's looking for a fight or an argument. And then you think, well, where the hell did that come from? Uh, and as I say, even if you respond by not responding, <laughs> sometimes if they want to pick a fight they'll just keep you know searching for ways to to aggravate and uh stir the hornet's nest so if you're in a situation like that as a woman then um what do you advise um you know the the party that's on the end of the of the verbal abuse or the combative um verbal uh, aggression to to do you know uh in place of obviously if you're if you're calm enough not to be not to react and, and just not say anything what, what what if you do need to say anything what would that be well tough question because every situation is different and you know as human animals we get into as i said patterns of behavior and it's easy to go to that old pattern place because it's comfortable even if the outcome is uncomfortable. You know, it's our 
automatic first response. And that's what we have to change is that automatic, you know, when you're in a situation with somebody and it's action is what we've described, it can't go on. We already, we've been down that path. We already know the results. It's repeated behavior over and over. You know, we know what the fight looks like. We know how it escalates. We know how it ends and we know what the resolution is. And if we don't change the process, then we're just going to keep experiencing that same abusive, combative kind of relationship. And that's not good for us. It's not good for our mental health. It's not good for our families. It's not good for who we are as people. So you've got to get a hold of the situation. You've got to say, stop, pause for a minute, and let's think about what you're saying and what you're doing. You know, there has to be a moment of reconciled behavior that's not going to go forward as it has in the past. You know, it's just, we live in an age where there's so much pressure and so many demands. It's not like it was a hundred years ago when people simply got up in the morning and their focus was how to survive through the day by finding enough to eat, you know, and have shelter. We live in a time where we are bombarded with information and dreams and goals and desires and suggestions of who we should who we should be and how we are and what our appearance and our perception of others should be towards us it's very complicated and complex the world that we live in so you've got to get back to the base and as i try and share and teach you know the base is spiritual grounding I think in a lot of relationships, that's what's missing. There's no spiritual grounding there. And when you don't have spiritual grounding, it's simply how do I get through the day? How do I survive this situation? When you have spiritual grounding, and this is why it's so important, it gives you an opportunity to have strength where you can look outside yourself and look for answers that are other than that old pattern behavior. Um, and that's a whole nother program on the spiritual grounding, but you have to get balance in your life and you have to get control of the situation and spiritual grounding and spiritual strength will help you do that. Yeah, I, I understand that. And, um, you know, um, you know it's, it's, it's about being open to doing a lot of inner work not only um, yourself, but obviously encouraging your partner to do that, but um, not in a way that sounds like you're um, telling them what to do or giving them unsolicited advice, I suppose. No, it's a partnership, right? We have to work together. And if it's not going well, then we have to figure out how to make it better. And, and this is, you know, this is the tough part is how do we make it better? Well, we have to realize, first of all, what the issues are and what the problems are. And if we can solve those step by step, little by little, you take the easy ones first. OK, let's not argue. Let's stop for a moment and stop arguing. And then you take it from there. And, you know, we've got to get back to the basics of relationships. It's either a loving relationship or it's not. And that's evident by the actions that are taken in the relationship. Um, how do we make it better? 
we've got to get control of the situation. We've got to address the issues one by one, and we've got to look for solutions. The solutions may require professional assistance, you know, or counseling, but we've got to find a solution unless you want to continue to live in that situation and that environment. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I, I really um, admire the work that you're doing and um, love the fact that you're, you know, addressing these issues because it, it is quite a common, obviously, issue for women in particular when it comes to being on the end of aggression and not knowing how to handle it without being, you know, and resorting to being aggressive back. So, um, you know, I, I love your perspective on it and your solution-focused attitude towards getting it nailed and addressed because oftentimes, you know, what could potentially be an otherwise good relationship ends up ending because, you know, they there isn't a resolution. And in the end, the woman usually ends up thinking, well, that's, you know, now I've had enough, regardless of what love was there previously, it's, it's gone now. Uh, whereas, you know, during that relationship, she probably really loved that man, but stayed probably, as we all do, far too long in that relationship, thinking things had changed, and then they didn't. Exactly. You know, that's, the, that's one of the fallacies um, of a relationship is, well, I can change or I can change my partner. And that's not going to happen. You can grow and you can grow together and change will take place. But you can't force that change just because, well, I love him, but there's this one thing I don't like. Um, but I can convince him or, or show him that he can be different. Well, he's got to have a reason to make that different. Uh, to, to change and most men you know refuse to go to that place for a lot of different reasons but you know it's a partnership it's a growth thing together and if you you know if the effort is to grow together I know my strengths and I know my weaknesses I know my partner's strengths and weaknesses and when we have to make a decision if I'm the strong party then I take the lead and she or he supports me 100%. If they have the strength in a situation, then I give up that power and follow their lead, knowing that together we're trying to make it better for both of us in that situation. You know, it's collaborative thinking, it's collaborative processing, and it's collaborative decision-making. And if we can do that coming from a place of love, then there's not that, you know, you're stepping on my turf kind of thing. And it, it, it takes work. It, it's not easy. Marriage is not easy. Partnerships are not easy. Business partnerships are not easy. It takes communication. It takes work. Most of all, it takes honesty. I have to be honest with you. You know, this is the way I feel right now. And it's not a healthy feeling. You know, how can you help me make it better so I can help do my part to make our efforts as a partnership better love it so where can our audience reach you branch should they want to connect with you sure Glenn. thank you so much for asking uh it's really easy i have a website i have a youtube channel you can go to branch Eole, just my name.com or just google that will bring up all of my links all of my writing all, you know all of my books all of my free materials. 
on my website, I also have a podcast link that people who are hearing us today can go to to get more information about what we just discussed. Excellent. Any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share on, the, on this subject? Because I think it's a really important subject, you know, when um, we're talking about, you know, men being verbally or combatively abusive. Um, you know, I get so many clients that have been on the end of this. So any final words of wisdom that you'd like to share before we wrap things up? Thanks, Glenn. Uh, be honest with yourself and then be honest with your partner. And it, whether you have to lead or follow, keep that honesty as your core and, and then the love will come from that place. And I'd just like to say on the back of that, obviously, it's, it's not in the middle of an argument that it's appropriate to have that conversation, <laughs> but, but, you know, once things have calmed down. Well, thank you so much, Branch. It's been fascinating. I've really enjoyed our episode today and uh, your insights. And uh, I'd just like to say thank you very much on behalf of our audience for you being uh, my guest on the show today. My pleasure, Lana. It's been great. Okay, so it just leaves me to say true love starts with opening our hearts. And until next time, goodbye for now. Thanks for listening to the Hearts Entwined podcast. You can follow Lynn via the Facebook group Two Hearts Entwined or search Lynn Smith, inspirational speaker at LinkedIn or email lynn at hearts-entwined.com. That's L-Y-N at hearts-entwined.com. Remember, true love starts with opening our hearts.